Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's so funny? Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Comedy Forecast Network. Let's dog ear this for now. This is the 7th Annual Comedy Forecast April Podcast Today Spectacular, brought to you by the Comedy Forecast patrons on Patreon.com. Thank you. Consider joining Barry, Amy, Howard, and the other patrons who support the show for as little as a dollar a month. This year's original 30-chapter story is called The Slow Down. To hear it from the beginning, just go to ComedyForecast.com slash 2021. Now, here's Chapter 8. The Chase is On. It has now been a full 24 hours since General Calamity and Miss Abby Fallmacher entered the Badger People Tunnels under Chasm Valley on a mission to rescue Cindy. The pair are traveling aboard the General's assault vehicle, codenamed Cruller, but more commonly referred to as Princess, at a speed of 500 feet an hour. The converted 1976 Tiara Mega Coach Tandem Axle School Bus has traveled a distance of just over two and a quarter miles. Abby is seated on the bench right behind the driver, her mind preoccupied with other thoughts while Calamity drives. Suddenly... What the...? Miss Fallmacher looks out the window beside her, which is outfitted with a night vision display. But it's impossible to distinguish what she is seeing. Calamity! What's going on? Calamity! Unfastening her seatbelt, Abby moves to the driver's seat, where she finds the general fast asleep. Looking through the windshield display, she sees the problem. Princess has drifted to the left side of the tunnel and is scraping against the wall. Miss Fallmacher tugs hard at the steering wheel, trying to move the vehicle towards the right. Calamity! Calamity! Wake up! Slowly, painfully, Miss Fallmacher is able to adjust the trajectory of the bus. Exhausted, she collapses onto the right-hand bench in the first row. The general begins to stir. What's the problem? Oh, was that you, Fallmacher? What are you, homesick? You pompous windbag! You fell asleep at the wheel! Nonsense! A good soldier simply knows when to take a strategic power nap. Now I'm as sharp as the hospital corners on a properly made bed. Unlike someone else who looks like they just wrestled a wind tunnel and lost. Look, Captain America, something is different now. If you mean you're suddenly attracted to me, that's understandable. But I can assure you, it's just the uniform. Look out the window! Miss Fallmacher was right. Something was different. Gone were the bare earthen walls of the tunnel. Now those surfaces sport elaborately patterned tiles. Miss Fallmacher presses up against the windshield 
craning her neck to look up as far as possible. I can't even see the ceiling. But is that? That's a ventilation system. A huge one. And listen. It's actually working. What's the big deal? Calamity. Did it ever occur to you that you're running a diesel engine inside a closed space? That ventilation system is probably saving our lives. And look at these walls. The tiles go up over a story tall. Yeah, but they're not perfect. Look, there are holes there, and there, and over there. Indeed. Several feet above the floor, alternating from left to right at substantial but consistent intervals, were indents in the otherwise smooth walls. Each bowl-shaped hollow had an identical diameter, about the size of a human head. This doesn't have anything to do with the mission. Do you mean to tell me that you're not the least bit curious about all this? The less you know about your enemy, the better. First of all... Wrong. And second of all, why are the Badger people your enemy? What part of clear and present danger don't you understand, Fallmacher? They're mutants, and not the fun kind you see in those Marvel movies. For all we know, those spaces are where they display the heads of their enemies. I want them out of here. They already left a year ago. But this place is still here, so they might be back. My mission is to shut it down. And as soon as we find Maudlin Mary, that's what I intend to do. Her name is Cindy. And I have to assume you know what you're doing, because what other choice do I have? Personally, I'm worried about the Venus Arms. I left Danny Hillcrest in charge. What's happening at my hotel? You worry too much, Fallmacher. I'm sure it's fine. Cap! Cap! Wake up! Wake up! This is an emergency! Emergency? Is the cast of Hell's a Poppin' back in town? No! Worse! Much worse! I think. I need to find the informational instruction manual that Miss Fallmacher wrote up. Why? What's wrong? There's no time to explainingly say. I need to find that book. Then it's a good thing I set up a way to remember where it is. Let's see. I once had a really nice ice cream sundae, which reminds me of calendars, which reminds me of reminders which reminds me to remember a really nice ice cream sundae that... Nope, sorry, I'm stuck in a loop. But this happens all the time. I think Miss Fallmarker wrote down a way to help me get out of it. Look in the instruction book there on that shelf behind the front desk. Cap, you're right. Uh, Here it is. Now all I have to do is... There. Crisis avoided. This chair was too get-shorty-not-tall. I couldn't reach the keyboard to type into the reservation system. All set now. Yep. Oh, oh, I forgot to turn off the oven in the kitchen. Did you ever turn it on? Uh, no, I didn't.
Uh, I think you can cut back now. Yep. When did we put that clock in the lobby? A few hours later, just after nightfall, we find ourselves behind Grassside Green Town Hall. A man known simply as Bean stands impatiently beside an unassuming hatch door. The unkempt man has an overstuffed backpack with a nearly identical satchel at his feet. Come on, Hitch, we need to go. I'm here, I'm here. Sorry, Bean. The train in from Pleasant View was late. It is always late. Except that one time. It looks like I beat everyone else here. No, this time it's just the two of us. What do you mean? Where's Poke and Manny? Can't say. I try, but they don't pick up. I guess they went even more out of town than you. I think Manny wanted to be in England. That's pretty smart. I should have done the same. Don't be a baby, Hitch. Listen, Bean. That tunnel is creepy enough when there's four of us. But two? No way. No way I tell you the surprise I have for you. The mayor will go 50-50 on the next haul of stuff after this job. I don't think that's enough to get me back down there. Wait, if that's not the job... What is? All we have to do is get tourists out of there. Ha <laughs> that's it. That should be easy. Those tunnels are like walking through a haunted house. Exactly. Easy peasy. So, you in? Okay. If you think the two of us can do it. For sure we can do it. You and me, Hitch. Here, I load you up with a backpack full of supplies. Thanks. Whoa, this thing is heavy. What's in here? I tell you about it later. Now... The first part is a breeze. We just walk down the shiny corridor that the army makes. Haha, <laughs> nothing to it. But then we make that spooky turn into Creepland. Let's go. Give me a hand with the hatch. Are the general and Miss Falmacher in trouble? What did Bean put in the backpacks? And will Danny ever realize he can simply adjust the seat height of his chair? For answers, be sure to listen to Chapter 9, Unexpected Baggage. Special thanks to David Wapple and everyone in the Virtual Writers Cafe, and also everyone in the forums at schoolie.net. In this episode, the part of Abby Fallmacher was played by Bonnie Kenderdine, and the narrator was played by Gary J. Chambers. Gary J. Chambers, VO.com. Additional voices, as well as story and music, by Clinton Alvord. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Hi, my name is Tracy Babian, co-author of the Carlson Chronicles podcast. My husband, J.A. Babian, the main author, had a triple stroke in the latter part of August of this year. Jerry was lifelighted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a brain bleed that the doctors thought they were going to have to do surgery on him, which surely would have killed him. Thank the Lord, they didn't. 
He survived that brain bleed and swelling, but he is in need of so much for his recovery. I have started a GoFundMe to help with all the costs that I just don't have. I retired back in April of this year so that I could take care of Jerry, as he was starting to show signs then that I just didn't catch. Little did I know this would be a blessing in disguise. He is fighting this setback of memory loss and 75% use of his right leg, arm, along with his cognitive speech. Considering the doctor said he would not make it, I consider him to be a miracle. Medicare has only granted 12 visits of physical and speech therapy twice a week. He needs at least six months worth of speech therapy alone. That is a total of $4,000 we need to pay up front that I just don't have. So far, we have had $775 in donations of the 10000 we need come in. Please donate today so that he can get his needed medication, therapy, and also help pay bills that Medicare just will not cover, even if it's only $5. I update this account so folks can see his progress. You can go to my Facebook account, Tracy Babian VO, to find the pinned link with the title Jerry Babian Stroke Victim Needs. Jerry says, thank you. I still have a lot to write on my stories that I want to get done. Please help me to achieve that goal. Thank you in advance for your donation. Tracy Babian